0: this is jalen for Dobbs. where tire buying is easy at gotodobs.com Dobbs.com, shop brands sizes pricing and our amazing deals with 40 plus locations get same day install for tires it's Dobbs.
1: for deals you can use click on go now
2: you ready
3: show time on may 3rd summer starts with the fall
1: guy do
2: doing later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes
1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said.
3: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because
1: nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now.
3: What are you into? Talking.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG 13. It's time for Curbside. He shoots the score! With the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. The score!
1: Randall's, St. Louis's number one liquor store. Visit ShopRandall's.com.
3: The St. Louis Blues take on the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight at Enterprise Center. 6 o'clock pregame, 7 o'clock faceoff with Kerbs and Joey here on 101 ESPN. And the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, is with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. I trust that Christmas was good, sir. How are you?
1: Always is, Randy. I'm doing great. Uh, How are
3: you guys? Everything's good, and uh, I love the fact that the NHL, for the players and the staffs and everybody involved, does take the holiday off. The NBA plays, obviously, the NFL plays. I really do like the approach of the NHL. I know that a lot of people would like to see hockey games on Christmas, but I think for the, the betterment of the people involved with the sport, I think it's really cool.
1: You know what? I've always loved the fact that the NHL has done this. At one point, they did play... Uh, on Christmas, but it was a long time ago. And then I like the fact that in, in the last two CBAs, they said they negotiated an extra day because it used to be, you know, we. I mean, the Blues traditionally always had that game on the twenty-sixth, mm-hmm. which means somebody was probably flying in Christmas Day. And um, for for me, Randy, honestly, it's less about the athletes. It's like these these leagues that preach out oh, family values, things, all these other things like that that are important, right? Well, it, it, it's not even so much about the athletes. It's about the fact that if you've got to open up these arenas on Christmas Day, all the work that has to be done the day or two before the day of, the concessions people coming in for hours ahead of gates getting opened up, it impacts so many more. I mean, and so I have, I love the way the NHL does it. I'd have no problem if the rest of the leagues did it as well.
0: Hey, Curbs. Uh, Randy and I were talking about camp fights earlier. We were <laughs> talking about football camp fights, and it, it made me wonder. Uh, James Harris and I had a had a deal that if we had to do another drill, we were going to just start a fight and get out of practice. Do do NHL players have to? Do they have those uh, anger issues during camp where they're just tired of running into each other and 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 ready to just get to another team and and you know settle it on the on the ice if they need to with each other?
1: Camp fights actually used to be a thing. Uh, in training camp, uh, players had come in. They'd want to show their worth. They'd want to show their toughness. And it was a – I mean, camp fights are actually a pretty regular thing. And then I'd say probably really 15 or so years ago, uh, you know, they really started dying out to realize, why are we beating up, maybe breaking (laughs) our hand, breaking our faces against our own teammates? I mean, at one point, I forget, Larry Plo told the players, uh, you know, beforehand, I don't want to see any fights in camp. And some of the guys are like, what? What are we going to do? Now, those things are rare. So, for example, when you saw that one, you know, when you when you saw that fight uh, between Robert Bortuzzo and Zach Sanford, you know, the year the Blues won the Cup, that kind of thing is rare. Does it happen? It does, but uh, it's it's pretty much frowned upon now.
3: And, Curbs, it used to be the call of the wild. If you wanted to be the enforcer for a team, if you were Reed Lowe, you had to beat Tony Twist in camp.
1: You, yeah, you had. Listen, <sighs> well, you weren't. You weren't gonna get a whole bunch of ice time and games to prove yourself, right? Right. So yeah, so yeah, could you imagine coming in saying, I've gotta I've gotta make a name for myself and that's Tony Twist standing over there? Like you're like, you know what? Time time to go back to the minors. And start over. Right, right. You know, it yeah, there was uh and you know what? I mean it's one of those kind of things. The league the league has legislated the fighting scenario to where you still see it, the fans still love it. You don't see as many of the staged ones, which is fine. Um, I actually think it's almost gone the wrong way where guys are having to fight for throwing a good hit, um, and the ones that are doing the cheap shotting are kind of getting away with it. But yeah, the, the, those, those days of camp fights and stuff are long gone. If you're, if you're going to show that you've got that ability, you're going to show it in one of the eight or nine preseason games. Right.
0: Hey, hey, Curves, we were talking earlier about the Blues road trip, them going 3-1-1. What were your thoughts about uh, what you saw with that road trip and and what are your expectations for tonight?
1: Yeah, you know what? Uh, I got to ask that question. I think it was Riz that asked me the question in the post-game show of the Vegas game. And he, and he said, how would you grade this road trip? And I said, I can grade it about a B plus." I mean, you got seven out of ten points. You picked up points in four of the five games. But believe it or not, you haven't really gained any ground. A month earlier, on November twelfth, when the Blues are playing the Vegas Golden Knights, they were seven points out of a wild card spot, and uh, and they basically were five points out of a wild card spot. A month later, having gone 11, eight and two, right? So they're going to have to do even better if they're really going to climb. I mean, they're going to need a couple of good win streaks. You're going to need to start playing at a pace that's much closer to 10 games over 500, if you're being honest with you. So I think it easily could have been an A if you pull out that victory in Vegas, but uh, they didn't. And and so they left a point on the table there. I liked Ryan O'Reilly's comments. Uh, there was there were points for the taking here, considering the players that Vegas had out of the lineup. Uh, so, But all in all, very good road trip. Now, we get the news this morning that Torrey Krug has a lower body injury. I didn't see a sign of that um, in the last game, but a lower body injury that's going to have him out six weeks, Reevaluated in six weeks. So, uh, Tyler Tucker's going to get called up. We'll see how that, you know, that, that'll increase some time for both Letty and I think Pareko on the power play, and we'll see how that impacts this team. But, unfortunately, because of the first 33, 34 games of the year have been so inconsistent for the Blues, they haven't given themselves any wiggle room to sustain some key injuries.
0: Hey, Curbs, we were talking about it earlier also, just the, the inability to close out periods. They had the lead in the second period uh, versus the Vegas Knights, and they also had it in the third period and were not able to seal that, that victory. What are your thoughts about them not being able to finish out those periods with up being up and then obviously winning the game if they were able to close out the third period?
1: Carry for me. The, the third period is a little bit bad luck. It was a just a crappy call on a hook, like in just the, the National Hockey League's continued it, just inconsistency of the of the officiating blows my mind sometimes. But um, so I, the, the third period goal given up. Ah, look, it's going to happen. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but they had just pulled their goalie. They got the extra guy on. Yeah, coaches will look and say, this guy could have done this guy, this guy could have done that. I think sometimes, you know, you're a good team like Vegas, you're going to get some breaks. That part didn't bother me so much. But there was an interesting sequence that happened in the game that, to me, is a little bit of a microcosm of this Blues season. There was a shift. Robert Thomas had the puck in the offensive zone in the corner. Three Vegas Golden Knights surrounded him. Vladimir Tarasenko was kind of hovering out in the faceoff circle, and Pavel Buchnevich was a little higher in the zone, hadn't gotten in there yet. Robert tried to hold on to that puck. He needed one, if not both those guys, to get in there and help win it, and they didn't get there. Vegas breaks out of it. They chip the puck out of the zone. They end up scoring on this play, and if you look at when the goal is scored, you see right as the goal is scored, Vladimir Tarasenko, who really could be one of your best skaters, right, just getting back into the mix of it. And I looked at that, and I thought, okay, not enough support along the wall, didn't win the puck battle, and then the player's not back-checking hard enough to help defend the play once that puck is coming out. And it ends up in your net. Those are the kind of plays that have been burning the Blues pretty much all season long. Now, the ironic part of that is Vladimir Tarasenko has a terrific game offensively with three points. Thomas scored, like, like, that same grouping of guys scored some important goals and made some important plays. But that's why, but you, you look at that whole picture there, and it encapsulates, it encapsulates pretty much the entire team play this year. Not making the right smart play sometimes is costing you goals, yet you have enough offense ability to keep games close and maybe score three or four a game. And as Craig Berube said afterwards, we scored enough goals to win the game. To me, they're going to have to clean up those other mistakes. Uh, you know they've got a chance to get the puck out of the zone. Levo lifts it up off the glass, but not enough to get it out of the zone. Boom! It ends up in your net. If they don't clean up those types of plays, they're going to be chasing games for quite a while, and and that to me is part of the problem. So that. It's it's less about kind of the end of the period part for me. Is it still what's costing you at the end of the periods is the same thing that's kind of costing you at times in the middle and at the beginning of a period.
3: Hey, Curbs, one more thing: Who among the Blues that's healthy do you think could step up and be a power play quarterback? You mentioned Falcon Pareco. Uh, who do you think has the best ice vision and ability to set things up and and settle things down while the Blues are on the power play with Krug out?
1: Well, we're about to go in and watch practice, so we'll find out in a real hurry here um, who that's going to be. To me, it's it, to me that that crew time shifts over to Nick Letty, and it shifts over to uh, and it shifts over to Colton Pareko. I listen. I, I really believe it's. I, I don't know if he can. I, I don't know if it's in there. I know they want him. I'm almost at the point now with the way this season's going. Anyway, I'm putting Colton Pareko out there, and I'm saying I'm telling everybody. Colton, get your feet in your spot where he can one-time the puck and everybody just get on the puck, Colton, shoot it. You know, go back to the old Al McInneson on on Calgary days where the coach told all the players, the power play goes through him, he shoots the puck, you get the rebound, if there's not another shot, get it back to him, he shoots it again. And if you don't want to do that, I've got room on the bench for you. And honestly, I would take that approach because I want to see what happens if he gets it there. I, I'd like to see some of hit Colton's confidence grow even more. I still think with his skating ability and stuff, Colton can be an extremely dominating defenseman in this game. And so, to me, I think he's earned some of that candy there. Let, let's see it happen. And, and so, now, having said that, I think you probably have a little more poise with the puck. Not probably. You have a little more poise with the puck. And I know they're pretty happy with the way Nick Letty's been moving it. We saw last year when Nick got here, he got some power play time. So that's the way I think they would lean to go. But I'm just curious what the other scenario looks like.
3: Al sure didn't mind breaking an ankle or two. It was a nice deterrent for other ple- <laughs> other people.
1: You know what they call it? They call it wasting a shot. And every now and then, waste a couple shots. i like... I I know I look at Al I said you ever shoot right at a goalie's head he went yeah <laughs> yeah Why not? you know, I mean listen do you remember the way in that playoff series against Dallas when Colton Pareko bombed it and injured Ben Bishop yep. right and then it was just a few minutes after that Sammy Blake takes a slap shot from the left circle that Ben Bishop's going to stop in his sleep most times and it goes in right yeah I mean there's there's value to that he's got it he won. He's got to use it more, and he has been shooting more, which is good. They've been telling him for eight years to do that, okay? So this this really comes down to the player and the mentality of doing it, right? Um, you know, but they've, they've got a weapon. They've just either got to convince him to use it, or they've got to find a way to set it up where he's got no choice but to use it.
3: Absolutely. Curbs, you go and get into that practice, and we will see you at the rink tonight. Thank you.
1: All right, guys, have an awesome week, and uh, happy holidays again. Same to you. Take care.
2: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug Door Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them, and Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players, that is, until they don't. When it comes to finger-pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk, but when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother, We don't point the finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? Because it really means more to us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.